Greetings and blessings. Welcome to another edition of Good Guest Mondays with me, Christelle Tomlinson. As you know, this is the space once a week, every Monday. We want you to find us and allow us to energize you with good positive ideas and conversations that make you feel energized for your week ahead. Mondays are hard. I don't know anybody who is unconditionally in love with a Monday. Some Mondays will be good, some better than others, especially if Monday is like a holiday, but generally we struggle to get the right kind of mindset and the right energy field to make this week worth doing. So we hope that this interview is going to be one of those things that energizes the entrepreneurial spirit in you. We're talking to Brian Walker. He is an entrepreneur and Jamaicans would have seen him call him Nutsy. Jamaicans love nicknames. So I doubt many people call him Brian or B or Mr. Walker. He's probably just Nutsy. He is the owner of Nutsy's Treats and it's a fantastically powerful story where the genesis of this business really um, has its root and where he has been able to take it to since its genesis. It's a family business, so it's a family story and we're happy to have Brian here with us. Brian, welcome to Good Guest Mondays. Oh, yeah, do. I'm alright, I'm good. I met Brian off chance at an event. We were both vendors um, at a trade show and he started to share with me like what he does. And I said to my manager, we must have Brian on the podcast. We must have Brian on the show. Because his story, I'm sure it's going to inspire hundreds of thousands of young men. But especially small businesses who probably think that the thing I forgot always small. So talk to us about Brian's upbringing. When you first became conscious of Brian and who you are and what you're like. Where were you? Where were you raised? What's your family situation like? Well, I was raised in Upper St. Andrew. That's Mount James to be exact. Golden Spring, turn right and go up in the hills at Mount James. School for Mount James. Up that side, it's, it's a farming community that um, we have farmers planting anything from yam, catch crop, but we mostly do coffee up there. Mm-hmm. And um, I was raised up there by my mother and my father, and I had, I'm the smallest of the six. Okay. Yeah, I have a sister overseas, and then we have five of us, five of us at home living there. I was in a home, a Christian home. My mom, for my know, she was always a Christian. My sisters, my brother, all of them in church. And, you know, I was just raised up humble. Learned to respect everybody. Listen, if I walk on the street and see a dog, I have to tell that dog, man. The serious thing, my mom had a problem. Because my mother always raised us. We were poor, but we were blessed. We, 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 were, we were in poverty. Because my dad, he did the farming and he did other stuff on the side. And we were just raised humble. We go in church and we learn how to trust God from our early age. We learn to depend on faith and know that. And at the same time, the leaves have no water bottom. It rotten. So we learn to wait and stuff like that. So I grew up humble to love my neighbors, you know, to share with the little that we have because we never have much. But my mother always had to cook a big pot just in case somebody had passed. Wow. We eat the little bit, we eat the salvage and the chocho, we eat the chicken back and the chocho, we eat the, the, the pork, we eat the pork liver, whatever is there. Because my father was Asa Busha. He raised like goats and he raised like pigs, so you know, he killed, sell the majority of the meat and whatever he would eat. My sister and I and my brother, we used to go to the river, we get jungle. Mm-hmm. We put some steam, some rice and jungle. So we was happy. We grew up in Mount James and we was happy. Mm-hmm. Now, family was not just where you learned your lessons, but where that business acumen started to sharpen. Nuts' treats, I understand, started with daddy. Yeah, with daddy. Yeah, so let's say you see that number of stuff. You used to sell the peanut. Actually, my grandfather, that's my mother father, mm-hmm. um, the late Willie Jackson, he died about 40-something years ago. 
and um, he started, he used to do the peanut, sell the peanut in the community. Christmas time, he was having a pretty basket, go out and sell the peanut, but he mostly sell the peanut in the shell. Then my dad now, he met my mother and they got married and, you know, decided to sell the peanut too, and he started selling it. And, you know, like growing up, we used to have to bore the peanut. Boy, I mean, I tell you, that used to be a challenge because when he come from town and he bring the peanut and we're there, we have to cut that little tip of the peanut and he soak it overnight in the salt water and then they bake it. So it's like fire bottom, fire top, like pudding. Like the pudding, yeah. yeah. So millions mm. of peanuts you have to cut over. Yeah, hundreds, man, because <laughs> that's 20 pounds of peanut in the shell and each part have to cut. So some of the time we try to throw some in there and they really cut, kind of like speed it up. But then we find out and say, listen, man, cut the peanut properly. Because when it cut properly, then it gets to soak and everything have this great taste because it, it bake on the firewood. So you know it's a nice aroma, nice smoky, nice, rich. rich roasted peanut. So it, it it it's as good as that. So growing up there now, you know, um, I know the peanut business, but I didn't like it. I wanted to do something different. You know, I went to school and I decided, that, you know, when I left Clancarty, um, I said, all right, I want a job. Yeah, so I went downtown and I decided crossroad exactly, slide road. There was this lady I know um, that used to attend a particular church that I used to go to and you know I went to her and I said, Boy, I want a job. And she said, Can you manage to live a crate? I was like, Yeah, I want I want I want a job. And she said, Alright. So she employed me, start working there, I did about four years there. Then I left there and I did a course in computing at Boulevard Art. And after leaving there, I got a job working as a sales and delivery person. And at that time, I was married, I in my like what, my second year of marriage, and I have two kids. Mm -hmm. You understand? So I needed money to, to build my family, table. right? So yeah. while working there, I lost that job. My brother, on the other hand, was selling the peanut at Golden Spring at the gas station. And he said to me, You know, my wife and I was talking, Brian, what are you doing? I said, Baby, I'm trying to get another job. And she was like, You know, I think you can go and sell the peanut for your brother. And I was like, Okay. I went to him and I spoke to him and I said, All right, I can pay a thousand dollars per day to sell the peanut. I said, All right. So I went out, got the peanut rock, started selling it in Golden Spring. And I decided in my mind that you know I want to go on my own. Because it's something I realized I like. He gave me the peanut at $35, selling the peanut for $35. And when I gave him back the rock, everything on the rock was for $50. Because I realized that this thing can increase and sell it for $50 and the customers we'll still pay. be happy, still pay. So how do you make your first sale? Because yes, you did sales and marketing, right? But peanut and rock, rock in hand, yeah. in a square. Like they're not come and shop, they're not go about them business. Yeah, they're not go about them business. It's about, it's about you attacking them. Mm? So <laughs> while, there, while there, I was doing it, you know, I was there, the buses came, the full up. So while the bus is getting the petrol, I walk around the bus and they would sit and they say, hey, not to sell me a peanut. And they just buy. But when I went on my own now, I was kind of, everything just kind of changed. There was this thing, this thing that came over me, fear. That just came up on me like, yeah. Brian, you know, you're not supposed to sell this peanut because people will laugh at you, you know. And I said, oh God. So I was in Stoney's fear one day and I said, you know what? I'm going to get rid of this, you know, because I see the potential of this business. Putting food on the table, paying my bills and letting me live comfortable. I don't know anybody. So I said, listen, you have, this is what you have. So you got to work with what you have. And I said, alright, I'm gonna work with it. And I just got home and said, Fear, you know you're not gonna hold me down no more. Cause I don't care what people think about me, it's what I think about myself. Yes. So I said, alright. Yes. I start to pump it and I went out there and I went and I saw a bus. Cause normally when you go in a bus you say peanut and gizar a greater cake, you're selling it, you're advertising. 
So everybody just looking at you in the bus like, what is somebody I gotta sell peanut? So it kind of definitely just bring a fear for you. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm not busy with nobody, you know. And we just start selling my lady around the back say, not say much for your gizada. I said $50. She said, sell me one. And I made around 3500 in that bus before I came out of the bus. The peanut was wow. just selling. It was selling, you know. So that's it. Whoa, I, feel, I felt great. So when I came out, I said, yes, that was a very good day. That was an excellent day for me at that moment. I'm going to say from that day, I'm not stopping up. I'm, just, I'm in the square of Stony from the clinic to all the shops, the bar, the supermarket doors, are selling anything to pass by. I would just say pass and I say, hey, you can't buy a peanut. I said, I'm going to sell a peanut to keep a company. Because I was confident in what I'm doing. <laughs> now that I decided, there was no more fear holding me back, you know. Mm-hmm. There was nothing, there were no strings attached, not me just selling the peanuts. And from then on, I just said, all right, this is it. I'm going to make this work. And decided to employ persons. Yeah, the first person I employed was this young man. He was working at the gas station in Stony Hill. And um, he got laid off. Mm-hmm. Had two kids. And he had his rent to pay. I'm saying, you know, I remember that my brother used to pay me a thousand dollars to sell the peanut. So I said, you know what, listen. Why don't you come and sell some peanut for me? I said, boy, I burn me, no shame, me can't do that, you know. I can't remember if you sell a peanut, you know, because people are going to look for me. You know? I said, listen, man, you have the kids to maintain, don't. Because I was so confident now. Yeah. Me. That's the fear, that's the fear of people looking at me and what they want to say. So I was so confident, so I said, I have the kids to maintain, you know, brother. Where are they? I said, all right, I'm going to try it out. And he came. And he came well dressed. Because the thing about us as peanut men, that we're always clean. We're always attired properly. Our clothes, everything was just clean. The peanut that, was and that's, that's clean. a family legacy. That's, that's how we're going to sell peanut. Right, clean. So then, mm-hmm. I, was, I used to be at places and the peanut wrap put down on my bucket and people like, but the peanut man then. I went to offices and somebody come in and they walk in and say, oh, what's the name peanut here? And I was like, me. And I said, no, man, I joke you, man. Mm-hmm. Tell them I look for a, a dirty peanut mm-hmm. man. Them I look for a peanut man that is just dirty, in clothes and clean, whatever. Looks so like him a butter, butter. So we changed the game yeah. of bringing that cleanliness into the, the into the, the whole attire of the business. So nice. when you start working for me, so you know, you see my dress, you have to come around like that. And him come and you know, start selling the peanut and he went on fine. He went on fine, I paid him until he got a job. And he moved on and I start again. Because while he was there, I was selling like other places. Yeah. I could come down to Africa, Tree Cans and Spring. And then I employed a few more persons, but they never stay because that was a stepping stone for them. But I was happy to be able to provide a need, a job for them at that, yeah. at that point. So presently, I have two persons working full time. Um, one particular is in Stony every day. And he's selling. He, 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 he loves his job. He loves his job. He loves to go out and speak to the customers and you know sell the products and come back with the feedback, whatever, and love the product. So I was just there one day and Darren said, I need a brand. I need to get a brand because everybody loves the peanuts. So the no, say, ah, smarty one. Thank you very much. Yeah. Because you are not peanut vendors, you know. Somebody would see me on the end and say, you know, somebody buy a peanut for the other day and that tastes too good. And I said, for me, say, yeah, man, the guy we ever said peanut that's Tony. I said, oh, I'm staying. He said, the tall guy. I said, no, that's not me. He's a short person selling for me. And he's like, oh, come here one day if you lose your touch. Because <laughs> something wrong. Then I said, all right. I need a name. And I sat in church one day. And I said to my brother-in-law, oh, you spend nuts, And he wrote it on a piece of paper. And when he wrote it on the paper, I said, yes. I said, nuts, people always, I'm always treating these people with these good old Jamaican confectionery snacks. So mm-hmm. it's a treat. So it's that's all Nazi Street Farm. And I just said, alright, I'm going to put a brand. I got this logo with the peanut. And if you look on the logo, you have a 
that little peanut man here. Yeah, with a black, green, yeah. and gold hat. Yeah. Selling you. So he's like, you know. Oh, so he's indicating and saying, nuts, nuts, nuts. So that's 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 how he came about. The peanut man actually, and then, <laughs> you know, I just put a brand, and it working. People love the fragrance. It's street, so people love it. How long have you been like formally you know, branded? Like your, your peanut packaging have brand labels? It's been officially one year and three months. And how how do you see the, the, the business transforming you and your family? Because it's one thing to have a hustle. One of the things we talk about for Jamaicans is we know for hustle. Mm-hmm. If something for one, we can do some knock two put together and hustle. That's a that's a different mentality, you know, for seeing yourself as an entrepreneur. How has that changed? How you view yourself as a provider in the home, how how wifey look at you, because no, you're not just a sell peanut, you're running a business. Well, my wife, oh my god, she's she's my biggest motivator. She's my biggest fan. I, I get very emotional when I talk about my wife because she's she is who she is. I put that a box for a better wife. Alright. She always respects me for who I am. She always respects my decisions. And then I come in with a passion and I will come in and I said, Alright, baby. I think we're going to put a brand on this. She said, all right, where you want to put on it? And I tell her, she said, that's so good. But try this. You understand? So she has me as Mr. She calls me Mr. Walker. That's how she calls me in the house on the street. So it's a high level of respect from ever since. So the respect has grown. But for me personally, when I step out in the street and I have my brand shirt on or I sell somebody a products, you know, somebody call and said, hey, I got your number from a person. And I need some gazelles to take overseas. I said, all right. You know, and I, when I bring it to them, and they say, whoa, it's a label and all these things. And, well, yeah, 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 stocious peanut man. <laughs> yeah, so before I start using this, this seller bag here, I use the same tie. Yeah. And I a small label, I put on it, and I get a back neck sealer and seal it. So it differentiates my products all together. So when I step out in the street, I say, cool, yeah, it's not being a man full of style, though. So, you know, it, it gives me that, that, that happiness to see yeah. I move from an awesome mentality to becoming a, a young entrepreneur who wants to grow this business. Yeah. You understand? So this business only has higher heights to go. It does, it's just what I put in it. So, but lately, I start adding different flavors to the products. I just, I just sat down and just play with this stuff, and it works. I had, you know, it's normally just the ginger disorder. You'd have the ginger, and then I say, you know what, something is going in it, you know. And I tried the pineapple, and it worked. I tried the banana, and it worked. And then I tried the almond. Listen, I have one ginger one while ago. I want to tell you, said the ginger is in there. You know, some people, you feel like them have the greater, and then just go so, and it's a little bit, and still just like one, two, and yeah. let them know, one, waste it. The ginger is inside of the gizala. Because that's what it is. It's, it's, it's coconut ginger gizala. So how can you have it under some pure coconut? And then I, dis- I did something the other day and I got a good response. Chocolate. I had chocolate to the peanut drops. Wow. I was just there. Because all these ideas just hit me sometimes. I just have a pack of chocolate bar in the refrigerator and just take it out. It was, and it was just good. So when I went to Jamaica, made Christmas where we were met. Yes. The chocolate one was a big hit. Persons love it. I said, chocolate peanut cake. I sent it out with, with one of my friends down the street and he called me in the in about two o'clock and said, Brian, the chocolate peanut cake shot the people them love it. But the thing is, um when I take it out there, I, I don't give them the price right, I just sell it. Text the test run mm-hmm. and they love it. You understand? So normally when persons are in the office parties and stuff like this, this is where all these flavors come out. 
Because to have them on the street, I can't get the price for them on the street just like that. Yeah. And then the thing about the store, I want to be in the store, but when I deliver my product undelivered to you, you get all that freshness because we bake every day. I like that principle. You want, you want people to get it fresh. Fresh. It, it make today, you're eating you're today. Eating today. You're eating today, you make this morning, you're biting in it. So, so many times I go on this and say, Why am I a freshman? Because the bag out of sweat. It's warm. <laughs> you understand? So people like it. So people call me the fresh peanut man. They, they call me nuts, they call me peanut man, the, the, the gizzard man, greater cake man, just about us. You know, if, if you're a tire man, you call me the tire man. Yeah, man. And if, if you have one foot in here, one. Money. Yeah. You know where you're doing? You sell Kalalu, you're the Kalalu, you're the greens man, you're the Kalalu man. So, Nazi Street was just a name that was given to me in the Nazi. Mm -hmm. I just went on the street, people loved me, and they gave me that name, Nazi, and I just worked with it. What do you want to see happen for your business? Well, I am definitely looking at the online market. Mm -hmm. Persons resides overseas in Jamaica, from Jamaicans living abroad. They love them Jamaican body. Yeah. No matter when they are foreign, they love them Jamaican. They're passionate about it. So I'm looking in on the online market to persons ordering from as little as six, and they can get it within a day or two at the doorstep. So um, that's, that's where I want to go with this business. And I like where you're keeping that quick turnover time because fresh nuts is important. It's important. It's important. I, I don't want to have something six, seven weeks. Mm. So I, I always think about it, but I want to have something, I want to have something in the, in, the, in the convenience store. And if I should have it in the convenience store, I have to be at that convenience store at least, or me and my crew, to be there to sell it off the shelf. To make sure it moves. To make sure it moves. <laughs> so we have a promotion. I just want it to sit there because what it sit there doesn't pull everything that's in the convenience store with the AC together. And then you don't get the real taste of my product. So I want to always have my product fresh. I love the kind of passion that you put into the quality. I love it. Quality. Quality. So, so you're, you're raising children. You're four. leaving them with a legacy. Mm -hmm. What do you want those four children to learn from daddy? Like when they think about daddy's example, what should they have in the front of their minds? One thing, being positive and passion. Being positive is the first thing. And when I say positive, I mean whatever you put your mind to, it will work. There is no failure unless you decide to allow it to happen. The only person can fail is yourself. Mm. Yeah. My, my eldest son is 14 years old, and I tell him every day, Justin, whatever you desire in life, you can achieve it. So for me, I want to leave for them that, that, that listen, I am a positive person. I have never seen a glass, once it has been something, it can fall. It can fall. It's not what I fall though. No, what I fall. It can fall. It can fall. Once it can contain it, it can fall. Because some persons will complain at a cup that is half empty. Yeah? But why think about that one and cocoa full basket, you know? It That's it. Fall. You have to start somewhere. Start somewhere. When you start somewhere, you don't know where. And if you follow man, get up like a baby learning to walk. If all of us that learn to walk at the beginning. When you start walking, all of us fell down. But suppose we stay down there. Where would you be? Where so we get up and brush off and move again, cry. Wipe the tears and move on. So I want to know that to be persistent is the key. So positive and persistent and also passionate about passionate what they're about doing. What doing. If, and there, there are a lot of people who are surprised by the esteem and the value that you put into your business. Your children, if they would want to come and take over that business, you're planning to pass off a nice, polished enterprise to them because they're not supposed to think of themselves as just a nuts man. Yeah. It's an enterprise that you want to pass on to them. 
my children, they are very respectful of the father and they appreciate what I do. You know, the other day, um, my son in October, he had heritage day at school and the school contacted me, wanted me to come there with some showcase of the products, cause you know, and Jamaica day at school, everybody walked, carrying like a great like a little peanut drops, a little coconut drops to school. So when I went there, he was proud to say, that's my daddy. Mm-hmm. That's my daddy. My father and not like a normal peanut man, you know. My father peanut thing shot, you know. He does <laughs> things like that. Yeah. He's not a talkative child and he's, he's proud of what I do and he respects it. Because when you look around, I give them a good life. Mm-hmm. You know, I give them a good life. I make sure that they have a meal and they're never late for school. They're never missing school because of financial problem. And it's a sacrifice. It's not about the big income, but a sacrifice. Your responsibilities are there. You got to do whatever you have to do, honestly, to meet it. And let these kids know the value. You understand? You have to do what you have to do, honestly, honestly to meet it. To meet it. I think the powerful part of your story is your willingness to start small, to start humbly, and to kill that fear of whatever opinions people might have because you go to school, you're not supposed to do this, and this kind of job you know. is for, yeah, it's for who? No, go to school. So you have approached that kind of preconceived notion of what a nutsman should be, you tackle it and you refine it to the point where people don't believe that is really you selling the nuts. Yeah. And that I think is credit to your fearless nature. Um, I, I heard you say it earlier about the, the fear that you had, that you had to really talk yourself out of it. What, what other fear, what other big fear have you had to kill to stay the course of building this peanut enterprise? The fear of somebody coming with um, the same product better than mine. Mm-hmm. That's one of my fear I have. I said, my product is my product. All I got to do is to be. You see, when you're doing, when you're cooking or baking for persons to eat, one of the things you got to do is to find the best ingredients at all times to add to that product. Yeah. And then to maintain it. It's never a sharp moment. If I don't have enough ginger to put into a batch of peanut cake, I'm not making it. And not say no money can go so. Because what happened now is that then when this person who used to buy it and they come today to buy another another batch, so no say my losing taste. So consistency is something key. So I used to think about other persons, you know, like when I go into some supermarkets and I see some other person's product there, like and I say, No, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am who I am. I want to be different. You understand? Because on a given day I'm on the street selling because I still sell on the street. I feel I love to go out and just calling people to buy the products because when they look at me, they must buy. When I pack a rock, whether, whether the wrong one or the tallest one, they have to buy because the presentation of it. Because when you look at it, you see the gizadas in one area and they need the stock. You see the peanut cake in one area. You see the greater cake and the coconut jobs. And the, all the bags are fresh, clear, you can see right through them. So that's the thing people say, yo, they made a fresh man, send me to these. The other day, a lady was going to England and she, she just bought one in Estonia. And she called me because the number is on it and she called me. And she said, is this a, is this a greater cake, man? Because she bought greater cake. She don't say the peanut man, this is not history. She said, is this the greater cake, man? I said, yes, speaking, brand. She said, you know, bought something from me in Estonia today. And it wasn't me, no, but, you know. So I said, okay. And she said, it was so good. It's not too sweet. 
and it's fresh. Mm-hmm. So at the end of that word, the fresh word, I say, yeah, that's me. So she said, I need some for tomorrow. Can I get it tomorrow? And I said, definitely, you can get it tomorrow. She's going back to England. So she, when she got back home, she sent me an email telling me that her friends and family really enjoyed <laughs> it and they haven't had these, you know, while and stuff like that. So, you know, that, that let me, I, just, I just sat back in the couch like this. Yes. I win one more time. You understand? A lady called me into the blue yesterday. She used to be at the tax office many years. She, she migrated and now she came back visiting. And she wanted some gizadas. She said she wanted four dozen gizadas. And she just called me and said she needs some gizadas. And I was actually finished baking for the day. And I had to just get back some of this, the dough from the fridge and just get the coconut and just make her a batch. Because I couldn't make it batch. She's a customer and she's very valid. So for me, the drive that pushed me is the satisfaction of the customers. So I really know, Chris, I'm telling the truth. I've done it fear. There's no fear for me, nothing. This is what I can do, and this is what I'm going to do, one step at a time, one step. It, you know, it's fascinating to see a mango tree. It's not planted big enough, but it's planted by a tiny seed, and then it does take its time with the right amount of nourishment, and it does grow. To a big old thing where... A big old thing. Here now, because I love your mango tree example. I have a mango tree. My neighbor has a mango tree, actually. That is busting down the wall, the perimeter wall. That is how powerful the roots of the, the thing um, have become. I never imagined say, a mango tree could have been so strong. Yeah, man, it's That's right. it went tear down a wall. One little seed that somebody eat and suck up and tree. One little seed. Slowly, over time, it gets to its prime where it's now powerful than even the thing that was... Big from it, little. Cause the wall dead a long time, you know. Yeah. The wall big from the seed, little, and now it comes now to literally destroy the space. So one of the things I try to do with my products is try to have them different. You know, you person like to try something new, right? And I try to have different stuff. That's where the banana and the tamarind, tamarind and, and all of these things come in to change the product. Yeah, that's and it's a hard a twist to it. It's the same. Everybody knows Gizada. From your God Jamaican school, you know, you know Greater Cape Coconut and Gizada. Mercedes has some of the Gallium Gizada. And every time people see me, they must say, What? Give me the Gallium Gizada there. You know? And and person says to me, The Greater Cape, is that your granny trim it up for you? I say, Yeah, man, I guess I should not eat enough. It's just fun. It's just fun being out there with the products. Brian, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you on Good Gas Mondays. I am inspired yeah. by your story, and I think the biggest lesson for me is start small if you have to, but continue to do it one step at a time with one passion, time, with consistency. Just one step at a time. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And don't cheap out on the thing. No, if you cheap out on anything, you're going to flop. Love it. Your signature is quality at every step of the way, from when you have stepped on the bus to sell it to when you have your employees out there in the streets you know, um, delivering One of my biggest, um, my happiest moment the other day is when the observer had the article with me there. And, you know, first, my church member was like, wow, your <laughs> boss. <laughs> so it, it felt good. It felt good. And when you put the work out, people recognize you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's one of the success stories happen. that we are enjoying listening to. But I know there are bigger things coming for you. And I can't wait to see what that enterprise is going to manifest. It's just today. in God. Thank you so much. It's Brian Walker. He's the Thank owner of Nutsy Streets. Tell us where, where we can find you now on Facebook and, and Instagram well, and your phone number. You can find me on Instagram at Nutsy Streets mm-hmm. and Facebook at Nutsy Streets Jamaica. Okay. And my phone number is 584 7924. Email me Nutsy Street 
at gmail.com. And where can we find you? Like, if we're walking on the road and we say, we want some nuts, like, which stoplight and nuts is that? Right, like? I am most in Stone Hill. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at, Stone Hill. And then at Dunrobin gas station. That's right, down Dunrobin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the intersection, Cal Spring Road, Dunrobin. Dunrobin, right. Okay. I'm most in that area. Yeah, that's 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 where I'm most at. But every day you can find me in Stony. Looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of Good Gas Mondays. This is meant to energize and inspire you. You have a small business, the business that look good to nobody but you right now. Work with it one step at a time. It is what you have. Be proud of it and put into it what you expect to get out. And that has to be quality. You want to get quality income, you gotta put in quality inputs. Thank you so much for tuning in. Follow me. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And follow me online at Crystal Tomlinson on Facebook and on Instagram. Looking forward to your comments. And feel free to share this episode with a young entrepreneur you know who needs that final push to level up in their business. Blessings. No stocks. All right. Okay. Thank you. This episode of Good Gas Mondays was brought to you by Megamart, best value by far. If you're in Jamaica and looking to grab a copy of my book, Kill Fear, The Art of Courageous Living, then be sure to stop by any Megamart store across the island. Megamart Waterloo, Portmore, Mandeville, and Montego Bay.